Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It's time for the Say Hey Podcast, your San Francisco Giants podcast for the real ones. Available on your podcast platform of choice, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. New episodes are released weekly. Follow on Twitter and Instagram at Say Hey Podcast and like our page on Facebook. It is episode 43 of the Say Hey Podcast. This is Doug Hayes, a.k.a. Say Hey Doug. It is July 17th, 2021. Let's bring in my co-host, Say Hey Rob. Rob, it is a beautiful Saturday morning. Second half of baseball is back. How's it going, my man? Oh, it's going great, man. I am really uh, happy to see you and talk to you after a a little uh, layoff. Yeah. Yeah. But the first thing I got to ask is, how was Seattle? Doug was in Seattle, up in Washington, having a great time. How was it? Because he hasn't told me yet. (laughs) Uh, I have family up in Washington, not actually in Seattle, but um, we do love to visit Seattle. Um, It's a great city, man. We we went to the uh, Angels and Mariners game the day before the All-Star break began. Um, It's probably like the eighth time, actually, I've been to now T-Mobile Park, but I still like to call it Safeco Park. It's a great stadium. If you ever get a chance to go up there, uh, definitely uh, go out of your way to go to a game there because it's a great atmosphere. Um, But, yeah, Washington's just awesome. I mean, it's 25 degrees cooler than where it is (laughs) where we are here. Um, You know, overcast mornings. Just I love the Pacific Northwest. It's awesome up there. So had a great week. Had a great week. Definitely missed uh, the Say Hey Pod, Say Hey Rob, and Giants Chatter, though, for sure. Uh, definitely but yeah true enough about the, the, the uh, pacific northwest man it's beautiful there ain't nothing like it and you're right though you got to keep calling it safeco like that we don't <laughs> we don't switch the names man like it's like old candlestick you know there's no three com ain't no monster no it was always candlestick that's right i mean i don't i don't know three about I mean, we still, yeah we don't call i don't call you know call pack bell anymore because there's been literally so many freaking names out out there for our giants out there now oracle but you know i call it freaking, oracle now yeah these freaking corporations man they just keep <laughs> switching and dealing man it's i can't keep up we can call it the house that bonds built absolutely it's barry's house <laughs> uh but yeah no i had a great week off i uh, hope you did too but i am back great times. And- it was a good start to the second half last night. We are recording the morning after the Giants took out the St. Louis Cardinals 7-2, I believe. It was 7-2 yeah. um, in, uh, in St. Louis last night. Logan Webb came back, uh, was on a, I believe, 65-pitch limit. Looked pretty good, though, again, right? His stuff, he's throwing mid-90s consistently right now. And his uh, changeup and his sinker, or two seam, whatever it is that's running down and away has looked really good uh, his last two outings. So 
excited to see Logan Webb back. Yeah, and they're they're building up his pitch count, you know, little by little. That that that's nice to see. You know, he got a night but but pitched through it i think the, I think the cardinals had the lead, lead, lead off guy on the first three four innings so i mean they were you know there was some traffic out there but he but he got through it and bullpen came in you know we saw jay jackson you know just really called good. up yes yeah. yesterday boom here you go bases loaded two outs you know gets out of it you know with the with that backwards k and all the sliders finished. too man yeah all sliders yep for the most for the most part and gets out there has a clean you know eighth inning and it's it's always good, you know, when you when the Giants know they're gonna have a bullpen game and they end up holding, you know, a, a lineup like St. Louis's to two runs, even though they had like twelve hits. So they were getting out of jams and you know, you know, put in some tough spots. So I think a lot of those guys grew up a little bit last night. So positive signs. Yep. Well, the Giants, Dodgers, and Padres all won last night, and um, they all like the Giants won by five, and that was the closest game of the three teams that are, you know, really competing in the national league West. Um, so it's going to be, it's going to be a fun stretch here in these last, you know, two and a half months um, as we're heading towards the postseason. So I thought, I thought uh, Rob and I have been talking about kind of the schedule of what we want to do regarding um, the say, Hey podcast. Uh, I think next week we're going to really hammer down on, the trade deadline that is on July 30th this year, not July 31st. Um, so we're 13 days out from the trade deadline. Uh, but yeah, we're going to start really hammering these next two weeks after this episode, the trade deadline. So really excited. It's going to be a very interesting um, timeline because I, I could totally see Farhan going early here and uh, trying to make moves before anybody else does. But He's hard to read. He's done this buy-sell thing the last couple of years. Obviously, they're very much competing this year. Um, so, it'll be interesting to see what the Giants do with the trade deadline. Yeah, de- definitely. I think uh, Brooks brought up in, in our little admin chat where he said, I think he wouldn't be surprised that if Farhan starts making some early moves because the Giants, have, they have some big series coming up. We got the Astros yeah. coming in, the, the Dodgers, of course. Some On Monday. Yeah. Schedule, the schedule is not going to be kind to the Giants here these – you know, these next four or five weeks, you know, they're going to be playing some, uh, some tough teams. So, and some big division games like with the Dodgers. So I could do- totally see Farhan get a jump on this deadline. And you know what? There's a lot of, a lot of holes on, on, on that, on that Giants team, despite that record, you know, we will, and we'll get into that next week, but some moves to be made because the Padres and Dodgers, you know, they ain't going nowhere. The NL West is pretty good. I think we've all noticed that. <laughs> I, I think it's a pretty good division. Not bad. Not bad. It's funny because <laughs> I was looking at the Fangraphs playoff, you know, projections or whatever. The Giants are like 94, 95% now. So they're, they're, people are starting to be like, all right, this team's for real. But, um, but we wanted to do something a little fun today. Uh, we wanted to dedicate an entire episode to Giants Chatter. So what we're doing, um, and if you're not joined on Giants Chatter, make sure you are go on Facebook, type in Giants Chatter, and join. Become a new member. We're approaching 600 members already. It's awesome. The ever-growing group um, where we keep things real about the Giants. So uh, game threads have been really good. Good start last night. Um, But I keep going off topic here. What we want to do today is we want to dedicate a whole mailbag. So we asked the other day, um, 
to give us some questions. And I did it on Facebook and Twitter. So we have some questions from our members um, of Giants Chatter on Facebook and Twitter. So we are excited to answer those. So we're going to jump into that. Rob, you ready? Let's do it. Let's do it. First question comes from Joe on Twitter. Who do you guys think will be traded or moved around the deadline or when the deadline comes around? Do you think the Giants will make the postseason? Um, so I'll start with this one. I, the first half of that question regarding who you think is going to be moved, we're going to be talking about that a little bit um, throughout this episode. So we'll probably just hold off and you can hear the answer to that, Joe. But um, do you think the Giants will make the postseason? I, I do. I, I, I think that, um, you know, they're far, far along now, far enough along that uh, whether they win this division or not, whether they make some moves at the deadline or not, um, they've proven that they are a top team in the National League. And I think that, um, you know, at worst case scenario, I think they would be like six games up on the second wild card right now. Uh, right. You know, so that would take a pretty big collapse. Um, and I just, I think what they're doing right now is mostly sustainable. I'm not saying, I still do think that the Dodgers will win this division, but I do think the Giants at worst, at worst, will get that second wild card. Hopefully that first wild card, because Rob and I have talked about it where we think that could be the Giants and Padres. We want that in San Francisco. Sure. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I think the Giants are going to make the postseason. Um, yeah, I've held off on it a little bit, trying to not to totally buy into this team because I don't like doing that. I don't like getting my heart broken and stuff. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, we are, we are, we're too far into it now. This team is good, and, you know, they're a team that is building for the future, but, you know, you can't just dismiss the present because sports are weird. You know, you hear it all the time. Oh, this team's young, and don't worry. They'll be back when they don't make it. But, no, you got you got to seize – what's in front of you guys you see you know, the opportunity meets hard work and the giants, you know, they've, they've got there. So yeah, I think they're, they'll be in the playoffs. And if you're in the playoffs, you're a contender. So, and, and hopefully they make some big moves, you know, at, at the deadline or some, you know, significant moves and take advantage of what they got in front of them. So yeah, I'm, they'll be there, Joe. I'm pretty sure. Absolutely. Thank you, Joe, for your question. Appreciate the uh, interaction. We'll go to Albert next on Facebook. Um, Albert has two questions for us. One's a little long, one's a little shorter. The first one, regardless of position, depth chart, and who would replace them, who is the one person on the roster? Uh, and he says you may as well include the injured list because we do have some guys on that as well. Uh, yeah, we that do. you would like to see leaving the Giants. Who is a player you feel does not contribute to the success but takes it away by taking Ooh. up a space in the lineup or on the mound? Ooh, that is a uh, oh. interesting question. Robbie, you so want to take this one first? Yeah, I do. So uh, who's who's hurting the team, basically, is what you're saying. Who is, that's what um, it sounds like. That's what it sounds like. Oh, man, this is going to – Come on, Albert, that's not fair. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, this sucks, <laughs> but you know what? I got to – out of all those guys, and this is, this is tough, I think the guy that I would like to see – gone at the end of the, at the end of the year because i don't think any of those big names are going to be are going to get moved this year so i think the roster is kind of set on 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 the big league level i don't think any maybe like an austin slater type might get traded it's possible but i guess my answer to this question would be brandon belt just by <laughs> default you know and it's not it's not because i 
gen- I generally don't like 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 him as much as everybody else because he has grown on me. You know, he's takes a lot of walks and his power has been there when he's healthy this year. So great glove, but that's but that's the problem. And he's a I don't know how he hasn't won a Gold Glove at first base yet. You know, uh, that's Freddie Freeman's fault. Yeah, you know, and some of these other guys, but. I it's it's Belt just kind of by default because I think he's the easiest to to replace. I mean, you've seen uh, from an offensive standpoint. I mean, like Wilmer Wilmer Flores can play there. Uh, Darren Ruff, Lamont Wade, you know, and we we know if it came down to Buster Posey could could play first base. So I I think he is probably the one I would like to see gone towards going in, in, into next year because I think they can re- replace his productivity the easiest from from a contract perspective maybe evan longoria because he's still on on the books for a few years and the giants you know have shown that they can you know fill fill in that that third base void but yeah for this question i gotta say brandon belt yeah this one's tough um well right now nobody because i mean what (laughs) what they've done with this concoction of a roster um, it, it's why they are where they are. And I mean, especially these known guys, I, I think, I think like the majority of fans and there's nothing wrong with this would like an easy answer. And I, I think like an easy answer would be like a Mike Talkman, but you know, he, he has his, he has his attributes for sure. Like he's shown. And I mean, he went on the IL for it. Like he's pretty damn good in the outfield defensively and that's in left field or right field. Um, he takes walks really well to play. I know he can't, he came back last night, pinch hit and got a hit. He got a single um, to right field. So he's very valuable to, especially how this team is structured and built. Um, you know, obviously most people know how I feel. I'm with you. Like, you know, not on the Brandon belt train um, overall, even though of course, you know, he can go get on a really hot streak, plays a good defense. He can carry the team. Um, I, yeah. I, 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 this one's tough. Um, I'll pick someone else just because that's boring <laughs> if you both pick Belt and I want people to hate you and not me. Uh, that's fine. That's fine. Uh, gosh, I still don't know. Um, man, this is boring. I'm sorry. This sounds boring if you're listening. I guess, I guess I'll go with Mike Talkman, I guess. Okay. I feel like they have a they have a good amount of outfielders to where you know they can in they strike when the iron's hot you know getting guys in the lineup. No, you know what? I no 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 no. I'm changing my mind. I I like Mike Talkman. I can't let him go. No, I'm gonna let Alex Dickerson go, and here's why. All right, Alex Dickerson's gone. Whether it's via trade or they just don't bring him back in the offseason. I I don't know. Whatever. Um, I don't have his contract situation in front of me. I think he still might be under team control, but um. Dickerson's awful defensively. Uh, he's not very fast. He's got a really weak arm, probably the weakest uh, of outfielders, I would think. Um, and, you know, he he comes through with a big home run every once in a while. But overall game of – now that I'm, I'll compare him because I was talking about him. Talkman consistently gets on base, whether it's a walk or whatever. Um, and he presents in both corners of the outfield really, really good defense. So – I'll say Alex Dickerson. That's my guy. Even though I do like him, I like Alex Dickerson. But um, I feel like if the Giants lost him and just kept everything as is, otherwise, they'd still be fine. They'd be where they are now. So, 
Yeah, yeah and I, I don't I, I don't think um we all value Alex Dickerson the way that Farhan and Kapler and Scott Harris do because when he plays, he's hitting cleanup every time. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter. He is hitting cleanup, and I, and I know guys are out. You know, Posey's out, Bell's out, and there's guys and Longoria's out. But Jesus, like every time he plays, he hits cleanup, and I, that's just not where he belongs. So that that's a bad look on him most of the time. But it's not really his fault. So, but it, that's a tough call. That's a t- very tough question, Albert. Yeah, thanks, Albert. No, that, that's a great question, actually, because it, this is the season <laughs> to ask that kind really of question. Is. Like, hey, you have all these weapons that have contributed. You have to lose one. Who is it? So it's actually a really good question. Um, it is. Albert's second question. This one's kind of going to be easy for me. Who do you expect to lead the club in pitching wins and saves at the end of the season? It would be great to see both Gosman and Disco win 20 or more games. Do you think they will? No, uh, I don't think they'll win 20 games. But I think there's a very good chance that we have – and you could throw Alex Wood in there. We may have three guys that um, flirt with 15 wins. Uh, mm-hmm. I just think there's, you know, we're we're beyond the halfway mark, even though the All-Star break is supposed to solidify the halfway point. But, you know, game 91 is tonight um, against the Cardinals. So there's 71 left. I think Gosman has, what, nine wins. Um, and who else? We got yeah, so DiScafani has, and of course they don't have wins and losses up in front of me. I think DiScafani has like eight wins or something like that in Gosman. Anyways, no, I don't think they'll win 20. Um, but who will lead the club in wins? Oh, and saves. I didn't see saves. I think that for saves, I think the easy answer would be Jake McGee. I, I, don't, I think that they're just going to run with him unless they bring someone in at the deadline to be a new closer. Um, but wins, I'll, I'll stick easy with that too. I think it's going to be Gosman. He's the most consistent guy. He stayed healthy, knock on wood. Um, yeah, good job. You know, so uh, Discofani though is, is probably the one that can flirt with it. He's been really, really good too. He's been such a plus. Uh, but I'll go with Gosman and McGee. What do you got, Rob? Okay, I'm going to differ from you a little bit i think descalfani is gonna lead the team in wins okay um yeah he's he's got he's got 10 already you know very 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 good and for whatever reason the giants really haven't like you know i shouldn't say this because he's freaking pitching today and i'm gonna jinx the hell out of this but the giants score for him every time out it seems like you know they go they go out there and thanks rob yeah i know i know and (laughs) but yeah, I mean, I mean, look at look at last uh, Saturday against the uh, Nationals. I mean, they just they jumped all over John Lester, you know, and they've been yeah. struggling against lefties, and they just are out the gates, you know, bat around in the first inning, and boom, here we go. And you know, he's gotten a, a fair bit of run support this year as opposed to Kevin Gosman. So just for the sake of being different, I'll, I'll go with Discofani. I think he will lead the okay. team in wins, and and yeah, I, I think Jake McGee's the. Unless, I mean, the wild card here is they trade for a closer and Jamie gets, McGee gets no more opportunities to saves. But as we stand right now, McGee's going to lead this team in saves. You know. Okay, we agree on that. Um, yeah. So, Albert, thank you for your questions, bud. We appreciate it. Uh, thank you, Albert. Eric on Facebook. This is our buddy, Eric Nathanson, our fellow co-admin of Giants Chatter. Uh, will the feeling will the feeling that the other shoe is about to drop ever go away? Uh, no, I think I think when you are you know have the best record in baseball, you're kind of 
always uh, worrying about, well, when's it going to happen? When's it going to happen? You know, when is this team? And I've been saying that this team will at some point go like five and 10 in a 15 game stretch. And mm-hmm. um, the schedule coming up is going to be very difficult. I know we have the Dodgers uh, starting on Monday in LA. I know August has some tough series as well, um, especially some, some of that road trip. Um, so no, as long as they're in first place, I don't think it will go away. This is going to be, you know, I, at first, you know, the first month or two, the Giants playing really good baseball. It was kind of like, well, this is a nice surprise. Well, I think we're slowly, I don't know how you feel, Rob, I'll let you answer in a sec, but I think we're transitioning beyond the, this is a nice surprise feeling. And we're moving into the, hey, the target's on our back. We've proven that, you know, they're winning three out of five games consistently and they just keep adding. And now they're 58, 32, 26 games over 500. Um, so no, I think that as long as they're in first place or even second place in this division, um, but have one of the top records in baseball, this feeling will remain. Yeah. I mean, I don't really see it kind of, you know, see them fading or or anything like that. I think they're gonna, you know, stay, stay on this pace. Cause if you think about it, I think their longest winning streak this year is what, like six or seven games. I don't think they've had any super long winning streaks. It's they like just five been, or six, yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah, they they've been very consistent though. Like like you said, they're consistently winning three out of five games, and I think there's a pretty simple. Well, I'm not gonna say simple because if it's simple, everybody'd be doing it. There's a really a, uh, you know, consistent formula here that they're throwing out there, and it's definitely working. And like like we talked about earlier, like you just said. Yeah, they got St. Louis today and tomorrow, a team that matches up very well with them. The Dodgers in L.A. for four. Come home. You got Pittsburgh for three. You better freaking win those games because then after that, boom, here come the Dodgers to Oracle for three. And after that, Houston comes in for three. And so, yeah, it's not going to be easy by, by any stretch. And then in August, check this one out. Yeah, they got the A's for three, then followed by the Mets for three, then the Braves for three. I mean, that's a tough nine-game stretch right there. Sure. So, you know, a big part of it is going to be taking care of the, t- the Pittsburghs and the Diamondbacks and the, the Rockies. Like, you got to win those games. And as long as they can avoid any lulls in there, then, yeah, I mean, I don't see them, you know, taking a significant st- step back at all. But like, like you just said, there's a good shot that the Giants have a 5-10 and 10 stretch and 15 15- – 15 gamer this year. I mean, people forget the five and 15 stretch early in the year where they couldn't win anything. It made no yeah. sense. You know, a, a team like the A's who, who I, we both believe are very good start the year like Oh, and eight or one and nine or something like that. Yep. So it, it, it could definitely happen, but I just don't, it hasn't happened yet. So I'm not going to predict it, Eric. <laughs> All right. Uh, next question from Charlie on Facebook, our buddy, Charlie Baldwin, another, Giants chatter co-admin. Um, will Steven Duggar still be a Giant on August 1st after the trade? Ooh, this one's ooh. tough. I'll, I'll let you take this one, Rob. I'm going to say yes. But, man, be, just because we, like we just talked about a little bit ago, I don't see them making any big, significant moves with the current roster. I think they could – because guys are guys are hurt. Yeah, you know, that's gonna happen. You're gonna have to fill void, so that's where the tr- the trade deadline is gonna be big for the Chris Bryant's of the world and 
Jose Barrios and people like that if the Giants are trying to trade. But, yeah, I mean, Steven Duggar, I mean, he's been so good for him this year, and his value is at an all-time high and a big surprise, to be sure. But until a guy like Alex Dickerson gets gets going, I mean, if that happens, great. That'll help the team. But, you know, he's he's been pretty inconsistent this year. Like, it's hard to trade a guy – like Steven Duggar at this point in the season because he's so good defensively too. Like, I believe he's their best defender. Yeah, I, I believe that 100%. Maybe Talkman, but Talkman's not as consistent with, with the stick. So, yeah, you got to get some serious some serious return if you're going to move on from Steven Duggar at, at, at the deadline. And we're not there, so I don't want to speculate like that. Like, I know what's going on because I don't. But at this point, I would say he will still be on the team on August 1st. Uh, I agree. Um, here, here's my thing regarding Steven Duggar. And, um, I, I want to say we, we've, we've had the same feeling about him the last couple of years, but I don't want to speak for you, but, um, you know, regarding Steven Duggar, I, I was really down on him, like even going into this season, even like when he got called up this year and I think it was what in late April, early May, I was like, eh, here we go again. Like maybe this is Duggar's last attempt. Um, you know, to showcase not for anybody else, but for the Giants. Like, is he a part of this team's plan, even just for the rest of the season? And he's been great, man. Uh, 64 games. um, He's hitting uh, 282, a 358 on-base percentage. But he has six home runs. He's shown the power. Uh, He's he's got six stolen bags. He's got speed on the bases. He's, like you just said, he's one of the better defenders, if not the best all-around defender in the outfield especially playing center field in yes. um, Oracle parks, not easy. Um, no, it's so not. do I think he's a giant on August 1st? Yes, I do. Um, and just for the reasons you said, I'm not sure, nor do I think that the giants a want to break up this current roster too much. And B um, I don't think we're going to see any, like no pun intended giant trades at, you know, like <laughs> going for like a big name at the deadline. I don't think that's going to happen. I think it's going to be a moderate to like, oh, you know, under the under the table, you know, under the radar, dark horse, Farhan kind of trade deadline. And um, I don't think that equates to Steven Duggar getting moved because if they're going to go like add, you know, uh, a bullpen arm or two, um, they can do that with lower end prospects. You know, they don't cost that yes. much um, yes. these days uh, for, for a return. So. I do. I, I, I think I think if, if Steven Duggar's involved in a trade, I agree with you. Uh, it means the Giants are getting a – maybe not a superstar, but th- they're getting a decent piece back that is not only – well, they could be a rental. If it's a rental – if Steven Duggar's involved in a rental trade for this year, you're getting a big name. If it's a piece that will be here beyond 2021, you know, you're getting a, uh, a decent name. So yeah. I do think Steven Duggar still will be here after the deadline all right charlie thank you thank you uh my lad over in england we love you buddy glad to have you back you've been busy um sean on facebook asks who is the acceptable price for a trade this year bart or a lower tier like a lower tier prospect i love this question this may be one of my my favorite questions Um, go for it then okay uh so obviously this really depends on like what the Giants would be getting in return. But yes. 
you know, I look at, and, and I have them up in front of me, the pro, like the prospect list here for the Giants. And, of course, uh, my computer wants to get in the way. Sorry. Uh, but, you know, you have like your, your Joey Bart, you have your Marco Luciano, your Elliot Ramos, and your Luis Matos. Like I would say those are like your tier one prospects. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, Luciano, Bart, Ramos, and Matos. I, I, those are like their top four prospects. Those are like tier one. Um, I would say after that, you know, kind of like your tier two, you got like a Gregory Santos, a uh, Hunter Bishop, a Kyle Harrison, and maybe at this point, like an Alex Canario. So that's kind of like a tier two. But um, I think with how things are going, and I, I'm pretty sure Posey will be back. Um, I'm hoping maybe Monday for that Dodger series. Yes. But you know, when you have a guy, especially Buster Posey's having a fantastic year. Um, they value resting him. Uh, and, you know, obviously, Kurt Casale has been really good, like, in the last three, four weeks uh, with the bat. Not only just behind the plate, but with the bat. So, but I think that it would be a huge risk letting go of a, a Joey Bart at this deadline now. Just because just of where we're at now. I'm not saying it was, like, inevitable or was never going to happen. But I think with just how they're built and if, you know, one guy goes down, it could be catastrophic. So I think Joey Bart will, will still be a giant for sure after this deadline. And I think he'll be up with the roster for the rest of the season, you know, come August, September. Um, so I, I, think, I think what's going to happen at this deadline is the Giants are going to go add to the bullpen, but for sure bullpen arms. And like I said uh, in the last question, um, you know, getting a bullpen arm or two doesn't take a ton of letting go of, you know, like big name prospects. The Giants can, you know, go move a few of their prospects that aren't a part of the future and aren't big names on their the upper part of their prospect list, and they can go add to the bullpen. So I don't think that the Giants will trade Joey Bart, and I don't think that they'll even trade. They may trade one of their, like, second-tier prospects. So I know that was a lot. That was a mouthful, but yeah. Yeah, I, I think yeah, you, you covered it pretty good. If, if if Joey Bart's leaving this team, you are getting a Jose Barrios type, a uh, you know, a Chris Bryant type, you know, and with the with the confidence and or you already know he's gonna resign with the team. Because you're not sure trading Joey Bart for a rental. So no. if that if that happens, it's gonna be it's gonna be big time. It's gonna be a for a significant piece, maybe maybe a package with for for Joey Gallo possibly and Kyle Gibson but but neither but not for Kyle Gibson or just Joey Gallo it's got to be a package you got to be getting some good players for Joe for a guy like Joey Bart so yeah it sucks because I thought for weeks man that Gregory Santos was going to be a expendable arm here at the line then he goes and gets suspended so that doesn't help anybody and now his future is kind of up in the air coming off of that and yeah, I don't, I don't see them trading a, a guy like Kyle Harrison either. You know, one of those, he's still, you know, pretty low right now, but he's probably their best pitching arm in the system at, at this point. So yeah, I think it's more likely that you get more of these lo- lower tier guys, you know, trade at deadline for a, like a bull, a bullpen arm possibly, or a guy like, like, Alex Canario or 
I don't know, Luis Trebio could, could be packaged in a tr- in a trade that could land a pitcher like Wade Miley, possibly if the, if the Reds fall back a little bit, one of those middle to back end rotation arms. Cause I do believe that's, that's a big uh, hole for the Giants right now in a, in a, they'll get there. You're, you're going to need a, need a reliable four starter. And right now I wouldn't say the Giants have that. I think Johnny Cueto's good. You know, but he's inconsistent. I wouldn't feel good about him starting a playoff game right now. I don't, I don't think you would either. So, yeah, I don't see Joey Bart or any of those top guys getting shipped at the deadline. Uh, I mean, unless it's going for a big trade, and I just don't see that type of trade going down. So, Well, we have seen the recent promotion of Ricardo Genovese, um, who is now True. up in uh, Eugene at high A. Yep. So, or no, no, no. Is he in high? I totally forgot. I, 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 this is what happens when you miss a week. I'm trying to look up and remember if he is, in fact, up in – he is. He's in Eugene. So he's at high A now. So he was with San Jose. Yes. That's right. Um, you know, I, I wonder, though, if regarding him or Patrick Bailey, because I'm starting to think that the Giants are valuing Ricardo Genovese a little more than Patrick Bailey. So I wonder if one of those guys – I'm not saying who I think is has a better – chance of getting moved but i wonder if one of those guys could be moved and they would probably have to garner a decent return as well so um that'll be interesting for sure um the say hey podcast is sponsored by manteca bedquarters whether you're located in the bay area or the central valley Head out to Manteca and visit Manteca Bedquarters for great rates on mattresses from Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, and other top brands. Manteca Bedquarters also has bedroom furniture and bedding accessories. Located on the corner of Main and Yosemite in Manteca, visit MantecaBedquarters.com for more details. Interested in starting your own podcast? Then Anchor is the right platform for you. When it comes to creating a podcast and editing and producing, Anchor has all the necessary tools for you to have a top-notch product. Anchor also distributes to your favorite podcast platforms such as Apple Podcasts and Spotify. They even give you the opportunity to make money like we are right now just by having them as a sponsor. The best part? It's completely free to download and use. Download Anchor in the App Store or on Google Play and get your podcast started today. But let's move on to our next one. Thank you, Sean, uh, for your question. That's a great question. Uh, Thanks, Daniel, Daniel on Facebook. Daniel Velasquez, great guy, especially uh, knows yes. a lot of his minor league stuff. He does. San Francisco has a great trade offer on the table, but they have to trade Sean Jelly or Caleb Killian to close the deal. Who do you hope they keep? Ooh. <laughs> Rob, you're um, up. Let's let's see what you got. I know that that's that's a tough one. That's a really tough one. Uh, I'm I'm gonna go with Sean Jelly, just just because I feel like the Giants have invested a little more time and effort into him at this point. Because I've kind of thought he could be on the table for the last last couple years for a trade piece, but. You know he's he's gonna be a frontline starter. I, I I truly do believe. And you know our buddy Kevin Cunningham came on you know a couple weeks ago or was, it, was that last week where he he 
he raved about him because I had my questions about guys like Seth Corey and Sean Jelly because you haven't been hearing a lot about him and Caleb Killian too. I mean, he's been, you know, he's been, you know, kicking ass too, but he was pretty adamant about the Giants probably aren't going to move Sean Jelly and that they, you know, they expect him to be, you know, contributing to that rotation here in the, in the near future. So I, I would think Caleb Killian would be more likely to get traded at, at, at this point, especially because, you know, he's, he's pitching so good this year and, you know, it's come to a, I mean, not, not a total surprise because, you know, we've always liked him, but he, but he's been dominant this year. So, yeah, I think he would be more likely to be, to be, tra- to be traded because he's, he's doing so, so well this year, but, yeah, that's a very tough question, though. Freaking Daniel, that's a tough one. <laughs> um, Rob and I agree on a lot of things, uh, but I'm going to disagree with him on this one here. Um, Sean Jelly is, it, 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 and again, yeah, like you mentioned, we've had Kevin Kill- Cunningham on. I want to say Kevin Killian. Whoops. We've had Kevin <laughs> Cunningham on recently, uh, who's been a great guest of the show twice, um, really talking prospects. And I know Sean Jelly just came back from a lower body injury. I don't specifically mm-hmm. know what it is. I don't think anybody outside of him, the training staff, <laughs> know what it was, but that's fine. Yeah. It was great to see him come back sooner than we all expected. Um, he's, been, he's been pretty darn good in uh, AA this year with the Flying Squirrels. 53 innings pitch, 2.21 ERA. Um, his strikeout stuff's been pretty good, 8.83. Not fantastic, but pretty good. He's 24 years old, and here's where I'm going to disagree with you. He's 24 years old. Uh, I that was I'm sorry, that was Caleb Killian's numbers. That's what I thought. Yeah, that was Killian's numbers. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. those are Killian's numbers. Here's where I'll disagree with you. Caleb Killian was drafted in 2019 by the Giants. Sean Jelly drafted in 2018. He was also 24 years old with the Giants. Mm-hmm. What's the difference there? Sean Jelly was drafted by the previous regime. Okay. True. Caleb Killian, I think, is a guy that Farhan said, hey, this is our guy, especially, or, or Scott Harrison said, hey, this is our guy. Um, you know, we drafted him, so we're going to be a little more loyal to him because of what we saw. So, And, and I'm sorry I mixed these numbers up. Jelly, um, 47 <laughs> and two-thirds innings. Same team, though, um, yeah. in Richmond. Three and one, 47 and two-thirds innings, a 3.21 ERA. He's been good. His his strikeout stuff's been very good, 10.57. Um <sighs> I think that Jelly's probably um, more on track to entering that San Francisco rotation uh, sooner than Killian. But and I and I know that the uh, you know the Giants have a lot of question marks regarding that rotation next year. But I think they're going to do everything they can to obviously bring back Kevin Gosman long term. I think Gosman likes it here, obviously what they've done with him is, is benefited him. And so I think he wants to continue to build off that within the giants organization. I could see the giants bringing back um, Anthony DiScofani, maybe on like a two year deal um, and, and pay him a little more in those two years to keep him around. As long as he stays healthy, he's good. Uh, but I think the giants will value Caleb Killian more in the long run. I think if the, if they can get a decent return, um, maybe for a starting pitcher or, uh, you know, a, a platoon bat, I think they'd be willing to get rid of Sean Jelly. Um, that's just my opinion. So I know I value Killian more, but I think just because of 
this regime, this front office drafted Caleb Killian, I think that is why um, Sean Jelly would get moved before Caleb Killian. So yeah. great That's question, point. Daniel. Great question, Daniel. Thanks, um, Danny boy. So we're going to move on to our last guy, and this is our buddy Chris on Twitter, uh, who we happen to know personally. But uh, mm-hmm. Chris, Chris went out of his way and asked us five questions. So we're going to get to all of them, but let's, let's try and keep them uh, pretty short here, kind of like a yes, no, blah, blah, blah. Number one, if the Giants win the West, is Kai Correa on the staff next year, or do we lose him to a managerial job? This is a great question because he's kind of Kapler's right-hand man. Uh, mm-hmm. He is the bench coach for the Giants. I think he really uh, works with the infielders and base running, I think is what he's tabbed to do. And you always see him kind of directing traffic when the Giants are out on defense. So he's kind of like in charge of the shifts and all that. So um, right. pretty much the second man in line. Uh, it's tough because football and basketball, you hear about all these, you know, like assistant coaches getting looked at. It's kind of hard to tell with baseball. Um, yeah. And I know Kai Correa is a young guy. Like, I'm pretty sure he's still in his 30s. Um, that's just a guess. I don't know. I don't have his biography in front of me. But uh, he's a young guy, obviously doing well. Um, I hope he's back next year. Do I think he's back next year? I do. Maybe give him another year or two. Um, to kind of gain more respect respect around the league. And um, he probably could get a shot at least getting an interview this offseason somewhere else. So, Okay, we're going to disagree here. I'm going to say no, because there's a lot of crappy teams Robbie out there. lost your sound. And- Try plugging that uh, that mic back in. Sorry. Oh, did I? Did I? Can you hear me now? Um, so, yeah, Kai, Kai Correa, uh, he's been really good to, uh, with Gabe Kapler and the staff. So, Rob, you back now? You hear me now? No, you're not back. Hold on one second. Let's try and uh, what the hell? fix this real quick. Okay, sorry. We had some tef- technical difficulties. It was my fault. I was blaming Rob. It was not Rob's fault. It was my head. <laughs> okay, Rob, we're talking Kai Correa. Go. That's right, yeah. Yeah, I think he'll be gone because there's a lot of crappy teams out there and a lot of crappy coaches, in, in, in my opinion. <laughs> I think a lot of people are going to get fired because I think the writing's on the wall with the style of baseball that's going on right now and what works. And, I mean, Arizona, Colorado, Pittsburgh, all, all a lot of bad teams. You know, even you know, Anaheim, you know, a team that's – I think Joe Madden could be on his way out there. You know, the Orioles. You know, there's just uh, – there's a lot of spots open. So, I'm going to – he, and Kai Correa obviously is a very smart guy, and yeah. he's and he's very well versed in what's going what's going on there. So he, I'm gonna go out on a limb and say because he is young, like you said, that's a great point. But I'm going on a limb and say, yeah, he's gonna be gone if the Giants uh, make the postseason and make make a run at, at least. Because like I said, it's more it's more because there's so many bad coaches out there. Like you you see you see it. Like it's bad. Yeah. I mean, Don Mattingly just got extended, okay? There's a lot of bad coaches out there. The Marlins are holding on to Don Mattingly, so what the hey, hell? Hey, Robert still has a job with the Dodgers. I mean, they're the exactly. best in baseball, I think, but he's still a horrible manager. Um, <laughs> second question from Chris. What will it cost to re-sign Anthony DiSclefani? You can take this one first. Um, I, we, well, you kind of talked about it earlier. I would say of around the – the, the two years, maybe, maybe 30, 35 million, I think would be fair uh, coming off a, a year like this. I don't, I don't know if a team is going to beat down his door and give him 
four or five years off of one season because just because of the injury history, he's and he's been around a while. You know, this funny isn't a total spring chicken or anything. So I I would say around two years. I mean, he, he can maybe get 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 around four, forty million. Like it re- it really depends on what the market's like. And to to be honest, I haven't looked at upcoming free agent uh, pitchers. I don't know what the market's going to be like in this offseason. I know Max Scherzer's on there. You know, for sure. I know that's one big name. But I, I think two for two years, thirty-five million, or maybe around the the three to fifty-five, sixty would would be would be fair because he's come out. Uh, he's he should have been an all star. He wasn't that right. Probably, yeah. So, so, but yeah, but with his injury history, I think that's that's fair. What do you think? Man, that's like a a pure number two salary, in my opinion. Um, yeah, he's thirty one. He is he is having a great year. Uh, two six eight ERA, and again, this is a knock on wood situation. He stayed healthy. He's thrown over one hundred and seven innings. 10 wins. They're solidified. He has 10 wins. Definitely think he'll get to that 15 plat, uh, mark that we were talking about earlier. But I think that, uh, you know, I think guys are going to buy into what the Giants have done philosophy-wise with the pitching, like I mentioned earlier regarding Kevin Gosman. I think, um, you know, the Giants have to ha- have a big piece in the resurrection of Kevin Gosman. I think they're going to have a big piece in the – resurrection of tony disco so you know uh if gosman's back next year logan webb's here next year pretty sure they won't pick up johnny cueto's um club option unless they absolutely have to but yeah i think that they would like to have anthony discofani back i don't think i the only reason he's they're not going to try and bring him back next year is because they moved him this year and obviously i think there's a very slim to none chance that's going to happen right so I, I agree with the two years, um, maybe a third for a club option, maybe a player option just because he's a veteran and they respect him and say, hey, you know what, that third year is up to you if you want to return. But um, I could see two years maybe in the $30 million range for, for about 15 a year. I mean, I think he was getting, what, six or seven this year. So you're basically doubling, almost tripling his salary next year to come back and be the number two or three guy unless they go out and get a big arm. But – I do want to see Discofani back. I think he'd be back for a two, maybe third-year club option for about thirty mil. So, right, and 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 I think just to add on real quick, I think in in this era of uh, starting pitchers going five or six innings strictly, I, I'm really curious to see what the market's going to be like or what guys are going to be getting paid this offseason, especially a guy like Max Scherzer, you know, and Kevin Gossman oh, yeah. and all these other guys. You know, it's going to be interesting. Moving on to number three from Chris. Okay, we got three more from Chris. Uh, better yeah, rental. Chris, let's go. I'll take this one first. Better rental, Trevor Story or Chris Bryant? Uh, Chris Bryant. Ooh. And even though I love Trevor Story, he, he's got that power. He's a really good shortstop in Colorado. Um, but, uh, you know, Chris Bryant, the Giants have shown you they value guys that play multiple positions. And Chris Bryant, you know, the first chunk of his career was purely at third base. Now he's playing outfield like on a regular basis, and he could play mm-hmm. left field. He could play center. And, um, you know, I think that the Giants would value that. Do I think it would be smart to give up a ton for him during the season, um, especially knowing he's a free agent after this season, and they definitely could go bring in a guy like Chris Bryant? Um, no. But if they don't give up a ton and they can somehow fleece Chris Bryant away from the Cubs and maybe uh, 
get Craig Kimbrell on that too. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I think Chris Bryant would fit what the Giants want to do um, uh, for rental, for sure. Yeah, Chris Bryant, for sure. I think uh, Chris Bryant's one of uh, Farhan's, like, probably favorite players in the, in the league. I, I truly believe that. Uh, yeah, first base, third base, left field, even center field. I mean, that is right up his freaking alley, you know. So that would make a ton of sense. And, and yeah, I, I like Trevor Story, too, of course. And, and I believe Trevor Story is a little, little younger as well. Yeah. But, yeah, but Chris Bryant definitely – that fits the mold out out here, you know, maybe better than any player in baseball. Like I'm, I'm not even joking saying that. I mean, that's, he's right there, if not the best. So Chris Bryant, for sure. Like, and, that's and all you I, got all that, I say. and you got that Cubs tie with Scott Harris. I mean, so, absolutely. You know, the dialogue's Harris, already out there. Yeah. Scott Harris can really relay, Hey, this is, we need to go get this guy. Now I just, I, I've been, I don't want to get – if it costs, you know, a top, you know, five or six prospect and then some pieces for Chris Bryant, I'm probably not interested this season. I know we'll be getting Longoria back soon. Um, obviously, the outfield has a lot of depth right now. Would he make the team better? Yes, but I don't want to, you know, release future plans for Chris Bryant. I would really like yeah. to go get him in the offseason and sign him to a four- or five-year deal. Yeah. So, if they, that's just if they get him – if they get him, they better resign him immediately. Like immediately. Yeah. Or start talking about it during the season um, while he's here. Uh, immediately. Yeah. Um, number four. Uh, is Alex Dickerson on the team by the end of the season? Ooh. You're first on this one. <laughs> oh, I like this one because I got my hopes that he won't be. But oh, I mean, as of right now, I'd say yeah, I I guess. Just because you know the the outfields, the 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 the, the Giants are kind of kind of stuck with with him because you you don't really know about my you know Mike Talk Mike Talkman that that's what that's why I come up with that too like if Talkman could hit a little bit I would say no but he doesn't really hit like he like he gets on base and and, and that's great and the Giants have made a pretty concerted effort to not DFA Talkman. They've been close a couple times from what I've, what I've been told. They've been very close because he has no options. So I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to say he will be on the team because far out of those guys, man, they value the hell out of him for reasons. He's a, he's got a powerful bat. He can, he can be streaky, but like we were just talking about earlier, you know, he hits, fourth every time he freaking plays it's, it's <laughs> crazy like it. so th- they obviously love him so for for that reason right there i will say he'll he'll be on the team yeah his most ab's this year have come from the cleanup spot 59 at bats and that's in the cleanup spot he's hitting 203 so i know um, it sucks but i'm he's looking always there i i know we need to to hurry up here but i'm looking at his splits real quick obviously they want him facing righties right so <laughs> when he's facing a righty is left-handed Left-handed batter, obviously, he is left-handed. He's got 164 ABs. He's hitting 226. Okay, not great, but that's where he does hit his power. He's got all of his eight home runs there. Uh, 22 of his 24 RBIs have been against righties. Only 15 plate appearances against left-handers. Three hits. Um, so, you know, not not great either. But and like I mentioned earlier, he's not very good defensively. Um, 
but he's a power bat and he's a left-handed bat. I, I think he's def like they'll definitely answer some calls on him um, if he is there. But if they're not blown away, I don't think he'll be a throw-in for a trade. So I do think Dickerson will be there at the end of the season. So um, that's my thought on Alex Dickerson. Last question from Chris: uh, How many prospects are untouchable? Ooh, you get this one first, Rob. Or no, I do. All right, I get this one first. Yeah, I'm sorry. You do, yeah. Uh, well, I can tell you for sure, Marco Luciano uh, is not going anywhere. Um, I would also say, I, I don't think Elliot Ramos is going anywhere. I think the Giants want him um, in their outfield for years to come. I, although I, I, I know he's been struggling in the last month plus, but I, I would like to see if he can get a fair shot to, to play every day in the outfield next year. I also don't think, and I know I'm skipping over Joey Bart here, I also don't think Luis Matos uh, will be going anywhere. He's 19 years old. He's having a really good year in San Jose. Um, could probably be up in Eugene anytime. And then my last untouchable, uh, I'm going to say it's Kyle Harrison. I think Kyle Harrison's the one like starting pitcher um, towards the top end of the prospect uh, list for the Giants who's been really good. He's not even 20 yet. Um, I think he's like second in the league in strikeouts behind Carson Ragsdale, uh, who is also a San Jose giant. So Kyle Harrison's been really good. Um, looking forward to seeing him grow over the next couple of years. Uh, but I think everybody else is like somewhat touchable. I'm, I'm not saying, I don't think Joey Bart gets moved, but to say he's untouchable, I think is a bit much, especially with, you know, the giants do have catcher depth in that system. Um, so I think if, if they had to like, if they wanted to go out and get a Joey Gallo or a Kyle Gibson or a Jose Barrios, like you said earlier, you know, and they're, they have to get rid of Joey Bart to do so. I don't think they're hanging up the phone right away. I think they'll at least ponder it. So I don't think Joey mm-hmm. Bart's untouchable, but those other guys, Luciano Ramos, Matos and Harrison, I would say are untouchable. Okay. Well, let me be clear here. Um, prospects are to me are never untouchable because they, they're true. prospects. They are prospects, but considering what, you know, the trade deadline is looking like and who's most likely going to be selling. Yeah. I, I don't think Farhan and these guys would even consider trading a guy like Luciano or, or Ramos or yeah. Kyle, like, like Doug said, Kyle Harrison or, or, or even Joey Bart, you know, for a guy, for guys like Chris, Brian or Gallo and I, I just I don't see that happening like if it does happen it's going to be like one of those package you know proposals that you know you, you see a lot of people on Twitter and stuff propose where yeah. the Giants get Kyle Gibson Joey Gallo and Ian Kennedy or Chris Bryant Kyle Hendricks Craig Kimbrell okay yes <laughs> a big they, trade. They, yes they would be they would not be untouchable in scenarios like that because you have to give up a little to get some and that's just that's that's how life works that's especially how sports works but yeah we're talking just straight you know straight up trades for these these guys and not getting super creative hell no you don't trade <laughs> luciano you don't trade joey Bart. you don't trade ramos matos kyle harrison like th- yeah like those are those are probably the guys right there where i'm like okay let's let's get you know, really deep into this. If you, if that's who you want, because you're, you're giving me a lot. If you want to even start talking about trading, you got guys like that. 
But, but yeah, I think, uh, like you were saying, and maybe just for the same point, the you know, the Giants and for Farhan, you know, he didn't draft Joey Bart or Elliot Ramos. You know, they were already in, in the system when he got here. So it's po- It's possible. You know, I don't. I'm not in his head. I don't know. But, but those th- those are the guys though. I just don't see, you know, getting getting dealt or if the Cubs even mention them or the Rangers or the Twins, like Farhan's laughing, I think. I agree. Um, so, yeah, that was – thank you, Chris, for your questions, of course. Um, that was a uh, that was a fun episode. We'll have to do this again maybe once before the season ends. So, um, yeah. if you are not on Giants Chatter, like we said, in, we'll have it in the link uh, below in the show's description. So, just scroll down, hit the Giants Chatter link, join up. Uh, we want you on there. Um, same thing follow on twitter at giants chatter because you should already be following at say hey doug at say hey rob and at say hey podcast on twitter so um yeah hey giants play again tonight and tomorrow in st louis to finish up uh that season series with them so let's uh let's see uh where they go these next couple days i know big series in los angeles starting monday um, I believe it's sounding like Kevin Gosman will be starting on Monday now for the Giants, which is awesome. I'd rather have him pitch against the Dodgers than the Cardinals anyways. So, yeah. Then next week, man, let's talk some trade deadline, dude. It's coming up. Coming up quick. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm not ready. I'm not ready for all this. But, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's getting real. Getting real, real fast. I'll tell you what. Trade deadlines are uh, – trust me. The great thing about baseball is when your team's struggling and you're like, oh, they could go get some prospects. That's fun. But – when you have a lot of good prospects and your team's doing well and there's a chance you may go get a big name to finish this run and get a shot at a World Series, that's a lot of fun, man. So, And, yeah, and we've been there before. Exciting. So. It's exciting. So, hey, uh, make sure you're subscribed and listening. Uh, every episode we release the Say Hey Podcast. We appreciate your support as always. Make sure you're giant, joined up on Giants Chatter and all that good stuff. So for Say Hey Doug, and say, hey, Rob, thank you for joining us, and go Giants. Go Giants. Get that sweet. When the Giants come to town, it's bye-bye, baby. Every time the chips are done. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.